2: Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie
1: Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing; believing is seeing.
0: <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 366 days a year. I'm Tom.
2: I'm Julia.
1: And I'm living in my own personal Groundhog Day version of hell, oh, no. <laughs> which is very <sighs> timely since yesterday was Groundhog's Day.
2: <laughs> and you're Anthony,
1: and I'm Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to February. Because if we have a first-time y'all.
2: listener, they'll be like, "Who is this guy?
1: <laughs> Who's this <laughs> cheerful fellow? He's the worst." <laughs> you know what consider i canceled friday and tuesday i am i will take that mantle this week tom
0: well that was quick we got that out of the way early i told anthony he owed us an apology on air because oh he gosh. decided to buy a new car on friday and quote unquote <laughs> his internet was having problems on tuesday night
2: it
1: was having issues. You think I wanted to prolong this any longer <laughs> than I had to? I want to put this movie in the rear view mirror once and for all. Who's or your one? internet
0: provider?
2: Or do you? Or
1: do I? Hmm. Uh, Who's
0: your internet Verizon. Pro- provider? Verizon. Mm. I don't hear a lot of people complain about them. I thought you were going to say something like Comcast and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Comcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're into February, y'all. That means we're twelfth uh, of the way through the year.
1: That's January right. January went fast. Take a You were fast. posting about it
0: going slow, though, on Facebook, Anthony.
1: Because it is going slow for a lot of people, but for me, we're pretty fast.
2: That's and you like have a new car. January on record. <laughs> and I have a
1: new car. I have a new car, and hopefully, a new job soon.
2: <laughs> oh, that would be delightful.
1: Prospects in the air we'll see
2: Ooh, oh. that was a hopeful head nod that was a mm-hmm. i like that <laughs> nobody from your <laughs> office listens to the podcast do they
1: no you can leave that in that's, that's a okay
2: good thing for now mm-hmm. <laughs> once you leave tell them all they need to start listening because it's awesome
1: yeah obviously <laughs> oh so our company gave us North Face jackets as a, oh. like, hey, last year was a good year, and it's, like, has our company logo and everything on it.
2: Dang. Uh,
1: completely cheap compared to the Tissa podcast <laughs> jackets. Ours you got made are so much nicer, Tom. So props <laughs> to you.
2: They're a little subpar.
1: They're, a little They're not to Tom-level
2: standards. Not at all. A
1: little cheap. <laughs> little papery. Oh, yeah. No.
0: Um, I will say we have uh, we have some from work that are thinner, and they are really good when you 're working at a conference because they 're not too heavy you know if you 're in those mm. areas but the and they're, they're, the temperature fluctuates so much when people come in and out of expo so there's a there 's a good place
1: for those
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of I do still possible. love ours, so
2: so our
0: every
1: day Every day. dry me too me too The only thing is that we should have a hood. It, it was good because when I've, I've been canvassing for Elizabeth Warren and I've been Ooh. wearing that jacket. So when I get people to stop for me and sign it, they notice the logo and then I get to talk about the podcast.
2: Oh, I love that.
1: And then in
0: New York, when people don't want to talk to you, they just act like they don't see you and you don't exist. So they never notice it.
1: <laughs> Tom, I feel personally attacked right now. Okay, that's what I do.
0: <laughs> no, it's the truth. In the, in, in, when I go to both coasts,
1: People just walk down the street like they don't even see other human beings. It's a game. It's a game to see if you can walk down the street, like walk through Times Square and not get bombarded by any of these people trying to shove their musical CDs or tickets to some comedy show or whatever on you. Or, what hey, you
2: Times or,
1: hey, I'm homeless. Please give me money for weed signs or whatever.
2: Their signs say, give me money for weed.
1: You know what? I actually prefer those signs too. I'm homeless, I can't find a job because at least they're being honest about what they're going to do with the money. When I know that other guys are going to do the same thing and he's trying to like pretend he's not. Oh my gosh! You know, in the whole New holy York scriptures, sounds like a
2: magical place.
1: In the holy scriptures, <laughs> I feel like you would totally be like Buddy the Elf in New York, Julia. <laughs> Just don't scriptures. eat the gum.
0: Christ tells us that uh, if somebody asks for a coat, we're supposed to give it to them. And he doesn't say anything about their
1: reason for asking. I'm just saying, Anthony. I'm just saying. Let me he tell,
2: just let, Jesus juked you.
1: Okay, let me tell you something. Let me tell you a story, Tom. There was just one time a, a guy was like just <laughs> one time a guy was like asking for money on the subway. He had nothing. He was hungry. And I took out an orange and offered it to him. And they said, I don't want your orange I asked for money. And I was like, okay. No. Oh my no. We,
0: had a, we had an incident where Christine and I turned around and we went to, there was somebody begging near uh, McDonald's. So we turned around and went to McDonald's, went to the drive-thru, got him a meal and a drink. Uh, did did he, he complain about it, fr- it? He took it from us. And as soon as we left, we saw him throw it as far away from him as he could.
1: <laughs> well, there was another time I, got, I bought- So disrespectful. There's another time I bought a Subway sandwich for somebody. Whatever, like, I was like, oh, look, you're hungry. What do you want? He came in, picked out a sandwich, whatever. I pay for it. He got the sandwich. He was like, what, no drink or snack? (laughs) I was like, whoa, whoa, so ungrateful. I was like, have a good day, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was nice of you.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: Although, it's not always bad when I help those in need. Some guy was begging for like he was living on the street with his dog and begging for like a blanket and food for his dog like money so he could get his dog something so instead of giving him money i got him blanket and a food for the dog because i was like he's asking for that and the guy had tears in his eyes he was so oh. grateful i helped his dog like that's awesome so, dude yeah Oh.
0: that's very cool mm-hmm Well, I think we've postponed the inevitable as long as we possibly can. Actually, we could go a lot longer, but I have a feeling at some point we're going to get some nasty reviews from people telling us to stop rambling.
1: Postpone the – people like our ramblings, but postpone the inevitable. (laughs) Postpone the inevitable. You mean since week 32 of the podcast, we've been postponing the inevitable?
0: (laughs) Tonight, we are covering 2013's Groundhog Day – esque Christmas movie called Pete's Christmas. For a super fast plot synopsis, I'm gonna turn to Julia.
2: Pete is having a terrible Christmas and thanks to a weird box his grandfather gives him, he gets to keep reliving this awful day over and over and over again. But what if this curse is really a gift? Can Pete change what happens enough to make Christmas great again for everyone? Can Pete save Christmas? Did you just do that? I didn't read it before I read it.
1: A a weird (laughs) box his grandfather gives him that's never explained. Uh, It is explained.
0: It was given his grandfather when he was a kid. He went through the same thing, obviously. Where'd the box come from? His grandfather's uncle. And where'd he get it? We don't need to know. Was it a gypsy? Do you it want a do you want Maybe it's been in their family for- Was for, it an angel? Maybe it's been a thousand years. I mean, do you want them to go through the whole thousand years? And the box was then given to Jezediah, and Jezediah bequeathed the <laughs> box to Hezekiah. I mean, I find the book of
1: numbers. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in there, but those kind of genealogies- The cats kill me. Yeah. If, I, if I'm um, going to watch a movie about a box, I'll watch Hellraiser any day. Did we, we ever get confirmation
2: that the grandfather had gone through the same thing?
1: He alludes it was strongly to it. implied.
2: Oh, all right.
0: Yeah, he alludes to it. But what I find odd about, well I'll talk about that, the grandfather as, a, as an odd character later. Let's start with our histories. Let's go ahead and get the jovial, ever bubbly, happy Anthony out of the way first so we can really enjoy
1: our time. Sure. I would love to start. So I remember leading up to the first time we covered this film, Tom was like, guys, there is this, there's this excellent movie and it's still on Netflix that you guys have to check out. It's called Pete's Christmas. It's so good. You have to check it out. It's so Christmassy. It's so atmospheric. I'm like, Oh, cool. Uh, He's talking, he's really talking this up. I'm really excited to watch this film. I watched it. (laughs) <laughs> i gave it an awful review the first time we recorded this episode which got lost and i vowed never to watch it again but then god had a different plan for me <laughs> because, <laughs> because the episode is lost in the nether nether world somewhere and here we are covering again A year and a half later, because enough listeners finally asked what happened in that (laughs) lost episode. That
0: was was the deal we made when when
1: it was lost, was we will do this if listeners ever ask for it. Mm -hmm. So I did promise Tom and Julia that I would go in this time with an open mind. And I did. And I actually watched it two more times this week to prepare for... Hmm. did my opinion change at all well stay tuned Julia how about you
2: um, so my first time watching it was at Tom's behest same thing you know there's a great movie you should go see it watched it for the episode um, and then I haven't watched it again until re-watching it for this episode um, and I like this movie it, it gave me the Christmas feels and I like this movie. Tom?
0: you know, uh, I saw this movie just randomly on Netflix after Christmas last year. Um, it wasn't during Christmas time. I don't remember exactly what it was, but um, I had watched it and I was like, you know, this movie's pretty good. It's got good Christmas feels. It's very atmospheric in that everything, every scene in there feels like Christmas. Uh, mm-hmm. this, the overall story is good and it's just the... the kids in it. It's just a cute story. It's fun. Um, And I liked it. So I did not dread watching it again because it has become part of my Christmas canon.
1: I I just want to push back on something you said before we get into cast and discussion. (laughs) You said it has cute kids and it's fun. Uh While the children may be cute. Oh, they are awful actors. But we'll get into it. I'm also going to ask you to define fun later on, too.
0: Something that I enjoy and I would do again and again by choice is something I consider fun. And this movie meets that standard.
1: Hmm.
0: So, let's go through the credits. This movie was written by, uh, well, he was unknown to Hollywood. His name is, he's a lawyer from Pittsburgh named Peter McKay. He sold the rights to the film. And it was fine-tuned by Hollywood veterans, Greg Rawson and Brian Sawyer, who cranked out eight made-for-TV movies two years ago. Four of them were Christmas. They've wow. had an acting, it was directed by Nisha Gantra, who has directed episodes on Fresh Off the Boat, Girls, Last Man on Earth, Future Man, Love, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Mindy Project, Mr. Robot,
1: and The Real World. I, I, I have to say like in terms of like a filmography like it's pretty so she's worked on some pretty like good tv shows and even the ones I don't like she's worked on some quote-unquote critically acclaimed tv shows so that's
2: pretty awesome how do you direct so, an episode of the real world because it's all fake but like I don't know
1: I would think a lot of that's i I would say there's no editing. Like I would say it's more editing than directing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so funny
0: story, I finally have given another chance to Shits Creek. Yeah. Uh, you love it now? It, I got into it long enough to like it. Oh, it's glad. hilarious. I'm glad. Uh so And they a, have a, a,
1: such a great Christmas episode. I haven't Did made it to it yet.
0: No. So I, they, uh there's a scene where David, the son is getting ready to move back to New York and he's trying to get Stevie to go with him. And she's like, I wouldn't even know what to do around all those people. And he's like, well, you just watch girls and do the exact opposite of everything they do.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which you'll know my feelings on girls. So that yes. was a line that had me cracking up. Uh, so I also hate that show. I think everybody with like, taste in general does
2: i love that show i'm Are just kidding really? I've, never oh. it. No, I've never seen it
0: now i've never seen it so our protagonist in the show is pete kidder pete is played by zachary gordon who was in diary of a wimpy kid mm-hmm. his mother dr pamela kidder the vet is molly parker and she's been on house of cards and lost in space
1: she's a mom yeah she's a mom did you guys the watch dad, season
2: two yet by the way not yet
1: <sighs> nope. i need to the first episode starts on christmas day maybe yeah. a good excuse to
2: <laughs> <laughs> like we need an excuse right right love that show
0: The dad is Ronald Kidder is played by Rick Roberts. There's nothing really to his name. Hmm, I wonder why. His love interest the next door neighbor is not the dad's love interest. (laughs) (laughs) Pete's love interest, the little girl next door, is uh, Katie and she's played by Bailey Madison, who Anthony loves. She was in (laughs) *Bridge to Terabithia, (laughs) Just Go With It. The Good Witch, Once Upon a Time. She was in North Pole, and North Pole open for Christmas.
1: Which, I'm surprised, re- has not made our list yet, considering oh, how much Tom great. was the first one. Mm-hmm. I like the second one, too. I just like the premise. It's a cute show.
0: Um, and she's <laughs> most, no, most recently had a re- recurring role on The Fosters. Hmm. And then the grandpa is the most famous actor we'll see. It's played by Bruce Dern. And... Bruce Dern has a long history going all the way back to 1960. Um, but most recently, you would have seen him in things like Django and Chain,
1: Nebraska, and The Hateful Eight. I have a question about him. Yes. Bruce, if you're listening to this show, what happened, man? Blink twice if you were taken hostage and forced to do this movie against your will. <laughs> 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 Tom, Tom is not happy with me tonight, guys. <laughs> I love you, Tom.
0: Uh huh. I, I fully take
1: know. on the worst mantle tonight. I will. There we go. There we go. All right, Julia. Let's talk because, about <laughs> because you love this movie so much.
0: <laughs> I just realized I, I could mute I could mute Anthony, and that is far too much power for a movie like this tonight (laughs) (laughs) oh so let's talk about the the plot the overall movie and just go through what we thought about it um so the movie opens up on what is arguably you know a terrible christmas for for this kid pete he's the middle child uh he wakes up on christmas morning and santa forgot his present (laughs) <laughs> uh, they're they're a, a, an upper middle class Well to do family and Beautiful a, house <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> Beautiful house very
1: Christmassy That's uh, the Christmas. Yeah let's just say that right off the bat Like for all of my issues With this movie and I have a lot I will not knock it anything This movie looks And feels Christmassy It's so atmospheric Gives Hallmark a run for it's money Was this a Hallmark movie? No. Because I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes, and it has a 40% audience score.
0: Yeah, because we look at Rotten Tomatoes so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's I was a just Canadian doing research. Film. I was doing my due diligence.
0: This well-to-do family who, is not, who seems to be want for nothing in their home, for whatever reason, their eldest son, who is a football player already, and on the at the beginning we believe him to be on the football team at school – He gets a football for Christmas as his present and is super stoked, which does not—I'm not buying. And the little brother gets the telescope that Pete wanted. It was all Pete asked for for Christmas was a telescope. He did not get it, but his little brother did. He goes through this whole. And now
1: you raise an interesting point about this family, and I remember talking about this the first time around too. Who am I supposed to like in this family? I'm not supposed to like Pete. This guy's a loser even for movies like this. I was a loser in school. This guy makes, made me look like one of the popular kids. And like... <laughs> mm. Uh, yes.
2: The beginning is rough. Not the many. is rough. If any of the characters are likable at the beginning.
1: N- no, like the, the parents with the Christmas gifts, they forget to get him a gift. Like, it's awful. Uh, Santa forgot his yeah. gift. Okay, Santa forgot the gift. So Santa is awful.
2: That's parent, just it's just all, lazy writing. That's all. Yes, it's, it
1: it is, but that's a problem
0: for me. It's extremely yeah. lazy writing because I don't know of any families who give who kids get just one gift. That's all they get. And if that is And you get family- your f- star kid football player a football. Give me a break. Yeah. I- so I feel like if that were the case, if they were really trying to go for that, they should have explained why there's only one gift. What do they do instead? There could have been a very sentimental story behind that, right? Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there could have been.
0: So could we go been. from there to um, Pete ends up uh, Pete's brother ends up wanting to plug in a video game system. I don't know. The tree did not have as many lights as there were cords there to work with. I don't know if they're having like a Julia tree experience and they're just <laughs> continuing to add more and more lights to it. <laughs> uh, for whatever reason, this tree has way too many lights. The outlets are overloaded and uh, Pete tells his older brother, hey, you can't put, you can't. dad said you can't plug anything else in. You're gonna overload the circuit. So he does, the tree fries, it falls down. Brother throws Pete under the bus. Uh, Pete accidentally breaks his other brother's telescope and gets sent off to his room.
1: It's all very slapsticky at the beginning and the little brother is extraordinarily annoying making his bedwetting jokes and like (sighs) Uh, and I just feel no sympathy I feel no sympathy for Pete
0: Pete's not doing anything
2: to
1: help his situation
0: This kid is the, the little brother is a
1: straight rip from Home Alone He's a little yeah. he reminds me of that kid in Fuller House. <laughs> oh gosh. But so no, th- that, that's a good that's a good point I want to make too. Home alone, McClay Culkin couldn't act. But he was cute. And his cuteness helped carry that movie. Oh. I don't find Pete cute. And this kid oh, can't a act in my me. book.
2: So I think Pete's cute, but yeah, nobody's likable. So, so then we transition into the Groundhog Day feel, right? So Pete oh, oh, sees we, his granddad. We haven't, seen how,
0: we haven't seen how bad he's, how bad he screws up his initial encounter with the girl he thinks is cute next door yet.
2: Oh, that's oh, true. I
1: hate that actress so
0: badly. Appreciates you too, Anthony. So you the might family have her wind has up to be on our show, but I'm afraid that she'll listen to oh our my past gosh. episodes. <laughs> How funny with that.
1: Not very. We could have a a Jerry Springer-esque confrontation.
2: Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so this girl moved in next door, and his family goes caroling. It's one of their traditions, and things are kind of falling apart for them Christmas morning. So, like, the mom's like, we're doing this thing. And so they go caroling, and obviously, like, at the wrong moment, he starts to sing not well and she hears him and it's embarrassing and he's embarrassed and plus the pant thing had happened his pants get ripped on the fence and so it was like a twofer right he can't win he cannot win and so that sets him off on a bad way so then he oversee he sees his grandfather with this box his grandfather gives him this box no he sees the grandfather's picture sorry Yeah. His grandfather gives him this empty box and he takes it as a, this is exactly, you know, he's like, this is fitting an empty box. You know, that's a great way to cap off the worst Christmas ever. Um, And the granddad says something, you know, mystical sounding a little bit about it. Like it's an empty box, but maybe it's not empty and it might change your life and whatever. So that's what starts our Groundhog Day, right? So we have, the tr- we have the standard copy-paste progression that every Groundhog Day movie has, where there's a whole section where Pete gets, he writes all of his personal wrongs, right? He gets back at the twins that are throwing snowballs at him. He makes sure his pants do not get ripped. He goes through several iterations of wooing this girl and saying the right thing before he gets it right. And he does him, right? Like, you do you, guy. And that's what he, he does for this first part.
1: He learns how to play guitar, right? That yes. one's a little more that of was. the
2: noble side. But yeah, he does. That's not quite in, like, that's like in the super self-serving part. I mean, that's not in the super no. self-serving part to me. Like the, the like football. Trying,
0: giving the football to the younger brother, taking the uh, younger brother's telescope, being very much
1: a spoiled little kid are right. we supposed to think that the grandfather is aware of this t- we i we i know we established he was aware he gave the box we hit this probably happened to him in the past but are you, is he aware during the time loop this is going on because i got I that feeling that he was, feeling. i got that feeling i don't know because he
0: keeps doing the same thing over and over again which is where i get into a problem the the grandfather's already been down this road he had this box we assume mm-hmm. right And so he's supposed to have learned the value of family and he's just a total jerk to his son.
1: Right, so that raises the question, what's the point of the box if it doesn't change somebody? Right.
2: Right. I have those same questions. And then we get a period where Pete is, is trying to help his family members out right like he gets to know his granddad better and he helps his mom out with this dinner that you know she was just really, worked really hard at and so he fixed the oven so it would actually cooked the food and, this is my favorite
1: he, part of the film when he's helping when yeah the, the sentimental moment where he's doing the selfless things yeah, right i think it's supposed to be
2: it should be yeah i mean it. yeah, yeah. right
1: well i mean why you it's a linus it. moment yes
2: Yep. yes um And I mean, if we reference the most famous Groundhog Day movie, Groundhog Day itself, um, Bill Murray goes through these same things, right? He gets his at the beginning, and then it it grows to where, you know, but his is a more mature progression than Pete's, but it's also a a vastly better movie. (laughs) Well, and
1: it's also like you've brought up multiple times during these Groundhog Day-esque movies, Julia. Bill Murray was trapped in his loop for... Like the director said, like hundreds of years, thousands of years, something like that, like yeah. crazy long, where we yeah. only really get the impression these Christmas ones, it's a few days, max. Right. Oh, see, right.
0: So I don't think it was just a few days because of all the stuff Pete learned how to do. Like he learned how to play football really, really well. He learned how to play guitar really well. He learned how to cook really well.
2: Yeah. Um, I think Pete's is longer than the normal one that you would see yeah. where it feels like a but few days, but it's still but not that Bill Murray- <clears throat> level
1: of, of but long. then that's a the problem for me too if it's supposed to be longer than the normal few days you've seen in these other christmas ones they skipped over the total for me frustration part you know the exploding part where, well you but know, you
2: can't have a depressed kid in a christmas movie
1: christmas yeah, yeah, every day did do. It.
2: well yeah but
1: well he had his blow-up well. scene he did he had his blow-up scene at least even yeah. if he wasn't a depressed kid. He had the, I'm tired of this. Yeah. I'm
2: getting too old for this. Yeah. Oh, that's another
1: movie we have to add to our list this year. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yep. Um, and then, I mean, so the redeeming factor for me is the what should be the redeeming factor. and That's the Linus moment. And that's seeing Pete grow to not be self-centered, but to be you know, giving to his family and you see his family then is not a group of horrible people and they come together and that is what Christmas is all about. And
0: so the one scene that I think that I really want to, want to go back to, though, during the Pete's redemption, um, where I think we saw a lot of growth that we didn't mention, his brother is this football all-star and, and uh, Pete wants to show him up. So Pete does learn how to play football. He learns how to play well. He ends up winning the game. He steals all the thunder from his brother at what his older brother's like known for and then his brother's like man you know you've got it you know you've got it so easy i got kicked off the i got benched on the football team my whole life's falling apart and so then at that point pete becomes very sacrificial and uh he gives his brother he lets his brother win the game mm-hmm. against the Bronskis,
2: who
1: are just horrible human beings
2: they're terrible humans like, They're pure caricatures. It, it was interesting to
1: me that they have this uh, Christmas Day football tradition because at least these are that stuff's usually associated with Thanksgiving movies, right? The football right, it is. Tradition. So I mean, yeah. that was cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a, uh, and, I have a in question. In the American
1: for you.
0: classics, in the American classics, like, uh, like uh, Friends, yes,
2: yes, <laughs> yes. American
1: classics. Well, no, just in general, when you associate yeah. a holiday with a sport, it usually is football with thanksgiving and like basketball's on all day christmas like tv i'm not saying if it's like people watch it i'm just saying i know that's the one on tv all day on christmas but uh i have a question for you guys about pete what did he do to deserve this punishment Because if you go back to the beginning of the film, it's his family who's being horrible to him and treating him horribly. Why was Mm -hmm. he the one punished? Yeah, but Kevin McAllister wished his family away. Yeah, he
0: did, but I think it's that the the grandfather saw some of himself
1: in Pete. So are we to take that Pete's going to grow up to be a miserable, old, grumpy man? I hope so. I hope so. I mean he has to practice at it the grandfather said it takes practice to get that grumpy that's such a stupid man. so I liked all the liked I liked more the stuff with Pete and his family than the stuff with Pete and the neighbor and that comes down to my dislike of this actress have I have I have a visceral dislike for this actress. She's an over actor. And it annoys. The crap out of me. That she. I, and I and I watched. Once upon a time. So I dealt with her on that show. I saw Bridget Terrapithia. I've seen her in a million things. I've seen most of her filmography. And everything she's been in. She's the worst part of it to me.
2: Never gets better I, huh?
1: I don't know how they keep casting her. I don't know how she keeps getting lead roles. Meh. I like her. She's fun
2: because she's adorable and has a cute little smile. And but, the, but the, how long is that gonna like? <laughs> I
0: don't well, she know. broke she's away about from thirty.
1: That.
0: She broke away from that big time in her role in the Fosters. Did she?
1: <laughs> Honestly, go you know, watch the it. Fosters.
0: Yeah, really. No, she's like this foster kid who's down and out and has a rough time. The yeah. Fosters
1: always looks good from like the commercials. I just feel like it's an investment at this point with how many seasons and how long it was running. Uh, It is an investment, it is
0: worth it It's a good show Um, It's very uh, It's got a very strong pro Adoption, what really makes a family message So I'm a little Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I didn't buy their romance at all either Oh, it was cute
2: Yeah, I thought it was cute And I'm not a huge fan Of this girl either, like in general I I don't think she's a great actress She's precious and she's fine She's fine for me In this movie you know what I mean mm-hmm. I don't have the dislike you do as strongly oh. <laughs> I um
1: yeah, I don't know, like I said, I will give this movie. we watched this the last week of January. In this cold winter month Post Christmas And it was the perfect It gave me the f- Christmas feelings That I needed right now I'll give mm-hmm. it that I will definitely give it that
2: mm-hmm. Yeah the atmosphere was great Music was great Yep And it was much needed for me This time here.
0: I will say it's not very quotable
2: uh, I have a favorite Perry. quote Do you? I do. Is it some snarky and, like when the end is at the end when you get to the end of the credits, that's your favorite quote?
1: <laughs> quote? No, no, no. It's an actual favorite quote and I know, I know I'm not editing this week, but this would have been the title if I was editing and it's a quote from the grandfather and he says this family should sure knows have to throw a Christmas dot 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 right in the toilet. Oh gosh. Which pretty much sums some feelings on everything except the atmosphere in this movie.
2: (laughs) Oh, womp womp. Yeah, I don't have any quotes. Um, I have another one.
1: If no one else is going to go. What's that? So Pete says to his grandfather, does everyone get grumpy when they become a grandpa? And the grandfather goes, Well, you don't just get grumpy. You gotta work at it. it takes time, like making a fine wine, you gotta bottle it up, let it sit for a couple of decades, then oh boy, then you can uncork some vintage crumbs, some downtown grumps. Even though I'm not, I'm still only on my third decade, the beginning of my third decade. No. The beginning of my fourth decade. No. Yes. I don't yes. know. Yes. 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 The beginning of my fourth decade. I can, I can relate to uh, you know how the grumpiness builds over the years. Um, I'm gonna just p- go ahead p- and p- people who know me in you. real life say I'm gonna be end up like the one of the real life Statler or Walder, Wal, Waldorf's yes. when I get that old. Oh God, that's gonna I be me and so. you, Tom, legit. When we're doing this ner- this <laughs> podcast of the nursing home, <laughs> we're gonna be like those t- <laughs>
0: I I just have to tell you, Anthony, not everybody agrees with you on Bailey Madison. She was nominated for a Joey Award for this movie. Are you Uh, kidding me?
2: What's a Joey Award?
0: It's uh, an award out of Vancouver. She was nominated for the International Non-Canadian Actress Feature Film Made for Television or Straight to Video Feature that was Filmed in Canada Award.
2: Good grief. That's a long title.
0: (laughs) Um. The director was nominated for the best direction of a television movie for this. And Molly Parker won the best supporting performance by a female in a television movie at the Leo Awards.
2: Wow. (laughs) So take that, Anthony.
1: Okay, well, you know what? I will also say, I'm reading right now, this film was released on Blu-ray. Half the, like, half the half of these excellent shows from HBO and like movies don't get released on Blu-ray anymore if they don't make enough money they get DVDs <laughs> So the fact that this got a Blu-ray released is shocking to me because it's that good mm. yes yeah, so I just want to see their high def awkward overacted romance on my big screen television <laughs> I can make that happen <laughs> oh god you know what you're getting now for Christmas yeah, And you know you'll be getting Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You Cartoon, cartoon and book You can't compare these two You cannot compare those two I'm just saying Um, oh. It obviously has A few Linus moments right
2: For sure That's uncontestable
1: One of them I
0: don't like I don't like the dad and grandpa's Linus moment Because I don't feel like it ever needed to happen Oh And I don't feel like Grandma's Star should have been that. Whatever. It's over the top. Yeah. So it is a Christmas movie. It feels like Christmas. It passes the Linus test. Let's revisit our ranking. (laughs) I still like it. It still gives me all the feels. I like the music for it. I have fun when I watch it. I'm sticking with my nine.
2: Let's see here.
0: Uh, Part of that's because I know how low you're going to do it.
2: So we are allowed to reassess from our original ranking?
0: I don't know. I stuck with mine, so I'll leave it up to y'all if y'all want to.
2: So I initially gave it a 6.3.
1: I saw that, Tom. I was on top
2: of that. I think I'm gonna drop mine to a six. So uh, <laughs> I just saw it. I'm a little slow.
1: I don't know what movie was above that. I
0: accidentally
2: Chelsea. <laughs> 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 <Trollsy. laughs>
0: Ah, hold on, that was Star Wars Oh yeah, that's
1: expensive. Oh yeah, that was
2: right <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, So So talking about it this time with you guys I yes. feel like I wasn't As viscer- viscerally angry This time as I was During our first recording
2: No, you got it out the first time
1: Albeit I was probably snarky I can't tell <laughs> Um I'll be it's one of those words, man. Does that mean that I like it more though? I I mean I albeit
2: like per my last email. Yes. Oh. I like albeit.
1: I do too.
0: It's an unnecessary word. It
2: makes me feel smart and fancy.
1: Mm, you don't need that to feel smart and fancy.
2: I, I do sometimes I,
1: I initially gave this a 1.75 and while I would not revisit this film again, that to me seems a little low given what? given what we've covered since then. <sighs> so I I think I'm gonna actually have to bump it a fee. Um, oh the
2: agony. Uh,
1: it's hmm. why am I doing this to myself like I've just left it there but I, I, I don't feel that's I feel that's being disingenuous and unfair if I left it there given some of the stuff we have covered oh, but I gave that bad I'm like okay. oh my I I mm. <gasps> And this is where you get like other movies are graded based on that low score. So I would have graded other movies higher if that wasn't.
0: Anthony, your your yours is sorted on the uh, on your tab. If you want to see all
1: your movies in order, right now. Yes, I would like to. Thank you.
2: This is why I don't like the rankings much anymore. <laughs>
1: so again, I initially gave it one point seven five. I gave 12 Days of Christmas the eight, 1.8 and I feel like I would definitely watch that again before Pete's Christmas so I really don't want to bump it up past that you know what I'm sorry I've got to leave it at 1.75 I'm so sorry then it is going
0: it is going to go down on our list then it is the first what time a movie oh, is going to because of me.
1: drop on our list right uh It's not going to drop much. It only drops 0.3 points. It's going down to 5.583 from a 5.683. It's literally dropping 0.1 point. But that's going to lower it. Two spots on our list that is now puts it at number thirty five on the list between the polar express slash a Christmas Carol and love the coopers ooh righty that's not a very happy place then, is it Okay, <sighs> and only dropped point one point looking at its new spot on the list i'm kind of i'm happy I didn't raise it even .25 points because I'm happy with that you like it above
0: Love the Cooper and Below Polar Express
1: yeah I do I wouldn't want it to be higher than Christmas at the Cranks at 32 or a version of the Christmas Carol I love at number 31 so
0: Mm. (sighs) okay it could have been a lot worse tonight could have gone worse I feel it was
1: a good night. Admit it; it wasn't. It wasn't as bad. It was awesome. No, I'm, <laughs> all, I'm saying. So let us know what you think of Pete's Christmas on our social media channels. You can access them by visiting the podcast dot com slash Facebook slash Facebook Group slash Reddit slash Twitter slash Instagram. Um, you know, interact with us. Our Facebook group and Reddit are probably our most active, and especially in the slower winter months heading into spring, uh, activity tends to, like, peter, uh, peter off a bit, so don't let it. Let's keep that Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. 66 this year. Oh, I can't. You can also visit us at Patreon which is podcast.com slash uh, Patreon.
0: So patrons, so patrons uh, we have an awesome January episode for you in the works. Two of the three hosts were lock loaded and ready to go oh and uh, record it for you last week. Uh, I don't want to point any fingers or um, making accusations say any names. Um, but there were a couple of the hosts were ready to record that for you in one flake last minute. And uh, looking at the timestamp, literally like the last minute uh, before we're gonna record. So we will we will work on a time for that and get that to you soon.
1: Uh yeah, well you know what it could still. I don't know. Tomorrow's the thirty first. Even if we. No, it can't. February. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. We're gonna do. So
0: we're gonna give you two bonus episodes in February, y'all.
1: And the one we definitely know we're doing is Velocipaster, and I can't. Alive. A live, a live watching of it.
2: Yes.
0: We just to, ah. yeah.
1: Y'all, we got two really cool reviews this week. Like really.
2: Yeah,
1: we cool. did. Yeah. Our, so our first one was written by Kaylee eighty eight, and she wrote best Christmas podcast out there and gave us five stars. And they wrote. I started listening to this podcast last summer as a way to get myself out of the late summer blues and get ready for the most wonderful time of the year, the Burr months. I love listening every Monday morning when I get to work. The podcast surely brings a smile to my face no matter what mood I'm in. Tom, Julia, and Anthony do a great job at keeping the Christmas spirit alive.
2: That's so sweet. Thanks, thanks, Kaylee88. You were looking at her name and you were thinking like, kaylee It's (laughs) it's not it Kayeli? Because <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing and I'm like, no, it's <laughs> obviously Kaylee. <laughs> um, we, we got another uh, review from Dirt and Jones. Also a five-star review. Um, he put, wonderful. Started listening to this podcast back in August 2019 and have been nonstop listening. I finally caught up with the latest Fraser episode and I have to say, I'm a little sad there aren't any more normal episodes to listen to whenever I want. Regardless, this podcast achieves everything they set out to do and more. And then a whole bunch of Christmas emojis. And he said, love it. Oh, love that. Santa,
0: heart, Christmas tree, snowflake, gift. Emojis, no, those are it. epic. And uh, Dirtman Jones, I have a funny little story for you. Um, I know you were writing in, uh, you were messaging us on our Facebook page, and I saw that we had a, a a message before I'd read your review, and I just clicked it, and the only thing my phone showed was a message saying, "I'm Dirtman Jones." <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you, sir. <laughs>
1: um, so, Kaylee, eighty-eight, and Dirtman Jones. I think you both provided us your addresses already, but if you haven't, message us and we will get, and Julia will get stickers in the mail for you. I Absolutely. do not have stamps right now. <laughs> um, and for those of you who haven't yet, leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook wherever you download the podcast because each new review helps new listeners find us and helps us to keep the Christmas spirit alive 366 days per year. So bonus bonus day. Be really helping us out. So Dunder and Blixim 03 commented about the loss of Pastor. <laughs> <I saw that. laughs> they wrote i caught the velocipastor last weekend it's very clear very early on that the production team knew exactly what movie they were making leaned into it perfectly and delivered a masterpiece oh, guys i am so excited to watch
2: it. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> mystery science theater that film with you <laughs> yeah so while we were talking about
0: velocipastor last week christine had, was while we were or while we were talking on the episode Christine had said we needed to cover the loss of pastor. She had messaged me while we were doing it. She had just read about it. And I got a text right after we got done from uh, my priest that another priest had recommended he watch it and he thought oh I should watch it. So uh, everybody's trying to get us to watch this. We also got a message on Facebook from Flix Wedgwood and Flix says, Hey guys, Whilst listening to your recent Fraser special episode, you mentioned that in one of them, Robbie Coltrane plays Daphne's brother, and that was a link to Harry Potter, because obviously Robbie Coltrane has played Hagrid. This reminded me that Robbie Coltrane also appeared in the British comedy Black Adder, and they did a spoof version of a Christmas Carol called aptly Black Adder's Christmas Carol, in which Robbie Coltrane plays a ghost, who very much resembles Hagrid. But I also realized that Black Adder's Christmas Carol is full of actors Who've also appeared in Harry Potter, including Miriam Margoyles, who played Professor Sprout, Miranda Richardson, who played Rita Skeeter from The Daily Prophet, Jim Broadbent, who paid, played Professor Slughorn, and Stephen Fry, the narrator of the Harry Potter audiobooks, and possibly others. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention it just in case it wasn't already on your radar. Bye for now and keep up the good work. Flicks from Merry Old England. So nice. those are that is definitely getting added to our list because that oh, is an sure. amazing cast. It'll be fun just to talk about the cast and give us a reason to digress yeah. into Harry Potter.
1: Are you guys, are you guys Blackadder fans? I've never are you seen guys it. Never fans. watched it. Ah, oh, it's so good. That's like a, a staple over there of television. Like that's one that everyone seems to love. Mm. Um. So. <clears throat> can we read some comments off reddit we've gotten the past few weeks just to keep engagement going since it's a slow time of year yeah. let's do okay <clears throat> so i'm going back like two weeks here because we got a lot of engagement on about bbc slash fx a christmas carol so jerry Devilla seems to agree with tom He wrote, Atmosphere, great. Cinematography, amazing. Acting, spot on. Changes made to the story, terrible. Hated this version. Yay. So, A Thin White Duke wrote, and I don't remember, is A Thin White Duke the one who's an English teacher? Yes. So, he wrote, Miss Carol is in my favorite books list, and I reread it every year. I watch a lot of versions each year, and I'm excited for this one. There's a lot to like here. I love the performances. I like the gloom and darkness that's created throughout. I quite liked the expanding of Marley's role as well. I enjoyed the ghosts in general and liked the fact that Present was his sister. It added something interesting. I thought the scene with Tiny Tim drowning was horrifying in an engaging way. The one thing I didn't like... It's the portrayal of the Cratchits and Scrooge's exploitation of Mrs. Cratchit. I felt that Cratchit's joy in the middle of the novel really exemplified the spirits that Scrooge is missing out on. In this version, I was unsure as to why he'd care about Tim or why he may want to be happier with, without some role models. The exploitation is strange as well. I generally understand the reason, but it made me dislike Scrooge too much to care if it can change. It's kind of an irredeemable thing. So I thought that was an interesting...
2: It is interesting.
1: That's fair. You agree with him on a lot of that. And I feel like that was yeah, he makes a good yeah. point about there not being any happier role models for Scrooge to look right. to. Like because they cut the Fezziwigs too. Right. Um President Hot Dog, another loyal listener who check out Filmstrip Podcast if you haven't. He's a guest on there all the time. Is he a guest on that one or does he co host that one?
2: they have like their co-hosts rotate in a like a consistent succession so i don't even know what to call him i would call him a co-host okay not i guess Pres-
1: president hot dog who is a co-host of the Filmstrip podcast which you ch- should check out it's awesome wrote i really like this version of christmas Carol. it is dark and grimy and a little gross so it's perfect for a post new year's christmas watch the fields are fading the tree is coming down the snog is curdling and everything is just a little bit more gray and depressing i like that scrooge himself is redeemed but he knows that there's no way to make up for all the harm he's caused in his life Cratchit and his family shouldn't forgive scrooge even without traumatizing and humiliating mary he still worked bob half to death in inhumane conditions and probably underpaid him or docked him for work expenses scrooge and marley put thousands of people out of work devastated entire communities and killed all those miners and horses Scrooge needs to know and accept that he can't just hand wave away all that with a new do-good or spirit and being forgiven by the Cratchits isn't something he could just buy with money. He knows where he can buy with money, but forgiveness isn't one of those things. Closing the company is a good start. Maybe in five years, he could be something else, as Fezziwig, someone else's Fezziwig and build a business to more positive ends, or he could become the Victorian era Bill Gates, but he won't be able to do that with the Scrooge and Marley nameplate. And I thought that was actually a really oh, interesting. good comment.
2: It is a good
1: comment. Also, also Disco54 vindicated me Tom because I remember Tom said nobody cares about your rankings of a Christmas carol Anthony and Disco54 wrote since you guys have covered so many versions of a Christmas carol how about you have a specific list for a Christmas carol so we can keep <laughs> track of where they rank against each other Disco I like the way you think my friend <laughs> That guy oh, that Disco funny. guy y'all uh, Dis, uh, Disco, Disco makes me laugh. He is—I mm-hmm. mean, all our listeners are so great. Except mm-hmm. one last comment. Except for Jerry Devilla, I'm joking because Jerry's awesome. But he—he he did write in our Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode. If the episode Yippee Kayak is definitive proof that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then it's a wonderful life is definitively a Christmas movie, since so many sitcoms and specials have used it for their own Christmas episodes. Just saying.
2: Oh. Can't I argue, a hard time with that one.
1: Can't argue the point, but I still so you'll it. shoot the messenger instead. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Jerry. You know that. Anyway, yeah, keep the engagement going, guys. We love it.
2: So next week, um, so you can prepare the next few weeks. Um, Next week, we'll be covering a Christmas Prince 3, The Royal Baby. You can find that on Netflix. And then the week after that, Anthony's pick for Christmas, TV show week is going to be the veep christmas episodes which we'll get up on our social media so you can see which episodes those are and be prepared in two weeks when we cover those
1: it's almost like i picked something specifically to drop on president's day when i realized that was a monday this year it's very creative well done like
2: very creative
1: i've never seen and a christmas prince three is dropping right before valentine's day so nice to to come next
2: very sweet. So if you're listening to this episode on the day we drop it, we only have 7848
0: hours. That's
1: only 327 days. That's only 46 weeks. It really it's, is gone by.
2: It's it moving.
1: Really, it's moving. <laughs> it's moving and grooving. <laughs> And now that we're out of this Groundhog Day loop, it should go even faster. There you go. <laughs> so do your homework, pod- y'all.
0: These podcasts I- are sure know how to throw a Christmas right into the toilet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have a good week, guys. Bye.
0: You still said guys. Have a good week, y'all.
1: Peasant? No, I'm joking. Cut that Cut that oh my god! <laughs> <Peasant>. oh. <laughs> um,
0: I think we, I think we solidly all three of us are peasants, right?
2: Oh I think yeah, so. I'm straight up a peasant. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have some
1: more?